Good morning all. As Natalie said, my name's Paul, um, and it's my privilege I'll be speaking this morning. Um, it's great. We're doing two of my favouritest things this morning. We, um, we're not only baptising some people, but we're also going to get the opportunity to welcome some people into church membership as well. And we're doing it all on this um, amazing morning. And even the sun's shining. So that's not bad either. So, so all in all, I reckon we're in, we're in for it. Well, we're having a great morning and it's only going to get better. Um, I was talking to... Uh, uh, one of my sons, I've, I've got four boys, and I was talking to one of them, or he, he, he said, Dad, are you, are you preaching on Sunday? And uh, I said, yes, I am. He said, oh, right. He said, I guess you'll be shorter because it's a baptism morning. <laughs> Recently, after a recent preach, this, uh, 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 I, I was asking him for a bit of feedback. You know, well, what do you think about my preaching? He said, oh, you were much better this morning because you were shorter and you didn't blabber on as much. So there's nothing, I mean, I, I always used to think that, you know, Chloe, my wife, was pretty, you know, to the point. But I've come to the conclusion that that anointing has rubbed off on my boys and they, they are right up there with, uh, with the encouragement. So... Uh, this morning, I, I want to I actually, this morning, in the first half of what I'm going to say, I want to focus actually on the joining the church part. And then, as I come to the end of what I'm going to be speaking about, we're going to focus it back round um, on the preach, but, uh, on, on the baptisms. But they are both very much um, linked together. And I want to look this morning by, I, I want to look at, at one question this morning. Why, in the 21st century... Would someone want to join a church? Why on earth would anyone want to think about joining a church? In some ways you may ask, why on earth would you commit to anything? Isn't it, isn't it better just to be able to have the freedom to move on when it isn't working for you? Isn't it, isn't it better that you know, if stuff gets just a bit tough, if you haven't joined, you don't have to tell anyone when you stop coming? You know, it's just, it's just easier that way. And anyway, why a church? You know, I mean, if you, if you look at the media, in the media, that, that, that they don't have anything good to say about church. You know, you, isn't it just a bit boring? Isn't it a bit irrelevant? Um, worse than that, when you look in, in, in the media and see some of the abuses that have taken place, why on earth would anyone want to align themselves with a church. And this morning as I answer that question, I, I want to answer it for those of you who are looking from the outside. You, you might not be part of a church, but you're just, to be honest, probably before this morning you never even thought about it. But I want to answer that question for you. But I also, as it were, if you are part of this church, I want this to be a bit of a health check for you. I want you, as I go through, and the six points I want to look at, as I go through these things, I just want you to put them against, as it were, your life and say, is this what church means for you? Is this how it works um, for you? So is that okay? And just to put your minds at rest, I am going to be shorter than normal. <laughs> there was a cheer. Who was, where was that cheer? So, uh, brilliant. Now, when I talk about church, I'm not talking about a building or a certain denomination, but I'm talking about a people in a specific location who are followers of Jesus Christ, who have decided to go on that journey together. So when I'm talking about church, in Hastings there's loads of great churches. 
So I'm talking about these individual groups of believers who are gathering together and they're looking to follow Jesus together. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 27, Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And when the Bible wants to describe the church, it uses various illustrations, one of which is a human body. So I need a volunteer. I need a fine specimen of humanhood. Dave Burford. I looked and I thought, can I see a better specimen of manhood? Come here, Dave. Give Dave a round of applause. So when, when the Bible describes the church as being like a human being... I wonder if it had someone like Dave in mind. You see, all of this is Dave Burford. From the tip of his toe right to the top of his head, all of it is Dave Burford. But if I had a knife, I don't. <laughs> you never know with me. But <laughs> and I chopped him up. <laughs> it's getting worse, isn't it, this preach? <laughs> You'd find, although all of this together is Dave, actually he's made up of loads of different parts. If you, if you just think, open your eyes nice and wide, can you see his eyes, how delicate, how amazing, how intricate they are. And yet also his frame is made up of bone and bone is stronger than steel. On a, a sort of a pound by pound thing, it's, it's stronger than steel. He's got his heart that is pumping. You can't even see his heart. He doesn't even think about his heart most of the time. But we know it's pumping because he's standing up. He's got his lungs going in and out. He's got blood circulating around his body. He's got neurons and all sorts. I don't know what they are, but things going up and down, you know, giving him direction, sort of guiding him. He's got his bowels. We won't even go into that. But, but all of this, all of this, although they're very different, go to make up Dave. And hasn't God done a wonderful job? Yeah. The church, the church is like that. Some bits of the church you see, you get to see me. Either for better or for worse, but you get, you get to see me. But there's a whole loads of bits of the church you, you just don't see. The army of volunteers in the children's work at the moment. Mike and his incredible team that have set up this auditorium. You see the band when they're here playing, but you don't see it when it's not. There's bits that you see, there's bits that you don't see, but all of it woven together to make the church and the bible uses that as an illustration to help us understand what is church supposed to be like thanks dave i could have made him stand there for the whole preach but that might have been a little bit odd so so i just want to pull out six things six things very quickly i just want to go through them that we get as benefits but we also have responsibility for as the church and as I work through them, I'd just like you to think um, as we go. The first thing we get as being part of a church is we get significance. Being part of a church gives us identity and significance. Back in 2009, a clump of hair was sold at auction for £11,600. A clump of hair. Before you get your scissors out... The reason that hair sold for £11,600 is because it once belonged to Elvis Presley. It wasn't that hair in itself has that much value, but it's because of what it is part of. 
We have significance because we are joined to the church which Jesus Christ is the head of. We have been joined into that. He is the head. And that is what makes the church different from any other organisation on the face of the planet. Is This is Jesus' church. It isn't some man-made institution, but community planned by God. And we get to be part of something that is so much bigger than ourselves. It says in Ephesians 1, and the words won't come up, so if you just listen, well, just listen, I'll try and speak clearly. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts, by which he fills everything with his presence. I mean, it's incredible. I don't know if you think, but it's incredible that God has so aligned his glory with a group of people that are so imperfect. You know, for these guys, I've said for these guys who are joining the church, we're going to welcome them in a little bit later. I said, if you're looking for a perfect church, just keep going. <laughs> because because we're, not, we're not perfect. But we are God's church. We are his community of people. And because of that, we have significance. John Stott says this, if the church is central to God's purpose, as seen in both history and the gospel, it must surely be central in our lives. How can we take lightly what God takes so seriously? How, we dare, how dare we push to the circumference what God has placed in the centre? It is a real privilege to belong to a local church. And the same would be true if it's St. Helens or Battle Baptist or here. To be committed to a group of believers who love Jesus and are following him is an immense privilege and a great responsibility. Second point. Second thing you get from being part of a local church is strength. I know that I am stronger, that I live better because I'm in community. My little finger or Dave's little finger is not going to last very long on its own. It won't grow very well on its own. It is totally reliant on the rest of his body. It receives oxygen, energy, direction, strength from the other parts. And the same is true in church. Christians just don't grow very well when they're on their own. It just doesn't work. We're not meant to try and be able to do it all on our own. We need one another. I had a bit of a funny moment. I'm sure none of you ever have funny moments. I had a funny moment this week where a number of things just crashed in and, and hit me. And I was wallowing around. You know, I'm sure none of you do this. None of you are nodding in agreement. Just wallowing around in a bit of self-centeredness. And, a, you know, and it, took, it took Chloe to come along and remind me of the truth. Chloe's my wife. And to encourage me, she was a gift to me that helped me get back walking the way I should. And I'm surrounded, I have the privilege of being surrounded by men and women who do that so regularly. We just don't grow very well when we're on our own. It says in 1 Thessalonians 5, Therefore encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. How good are you at pouring courage into other people? Are you someone that, that, that says, actually, no, I'm just going to encourage you. I'm going to remind you of what the Bible says. I'm, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to come alongside and pray with you. I'm going to be a strength to you. It's about, yes, a benefit of what we receive. But it's also, isn't it, what we give. So much of this strength doesn't come from what happens necessarily 
from the platform on a Sunday morning. It happens in everyday life as you bump up with other Christians. That's why it's so important that you're connecting in the small as well as in the large, that you connect on a Sunday, but you connect midweek as well. It's so, so important. When we gather to worship, when we go to small group, when we listen to a preach, when we get stuck in the community groups, all of them are means of grace by which God can strengthen us. There's an amazing verse in Philippians 1.19, the Apostle Paul. He was an incredible Christian, most probably one of the most incredible Christians that there has ever been. But he was in prison, he was facing death, and he said this, For I know that through your prayers, so he's writing to the church at Philippi, and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. He knew that the prayers of other Christians was going to make a difference in his life, even though he was in prison and facing death. That's why. That's why you join a church, to be part of that sort of community where we can build each other up and support one another. Thirdly, protection. You might think if you're a bloke, you think, I don't need protection. I've got all the protection I need. Some of you aren't built like me, so you may not feel that way. Being part of the church brings protection from ourselves, other people, and support when circumstances crash around us. It's interesting, I was running with a friend yesterday. He tripped over on a piece of concrete. I didn't trip him, I promise. I know I was running just behind him. It wasn't my fault. He put out his hand, and his hand went across the concrete. Um, His knee all got gashed up. His hand got into a right old state. But if his hand hadn't gone out, I hate to think what his face would have looked like. Being part of something bigger means that we can take hits for each other and we can support one another. It, it provides protection. Galatians 6 verse 1, you might think this is an odd verse to read out, but it's in the Bible and I think it's helpful to us. Brothers, sisters, if someone is caught in sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. You might think, now that is a bit heavy. That's a bit, I don't want anyone telling me what to do. Can can I just pause for a moment? It's not about that. It's about having someone who loves you enough and is courageous enough to be honest with you. How many people actually have that in their lives? We're designed to work best in community. I, I know it's a safety net, it's protection to me. I've got people like Steve and San as elders, I've got Chloe, I've got my boys, as you've already heard are very happy to tell me what they think. Not, not, not so they direct me, not so they control what I do. It's not about that. It's because they care about me and want the best for me. And do you know what? I don't, I don't have all the answers. I can't see 360 degrees. I just see this little bit. I need others who love me enough, who are courageous enough to speak in to my life. The word gentleness there is meekness. It's, it's, it's communicating something not for, your, not for their agenda, but for yours. They're, they're saying it for your protection. It's awesome. That's what you get in the church. Belonging. The fourth thing we get as part of the church, it's a place of belonging. It's a place where family can take place. Genuine friendships built. Loneliness relieved. Now, all of these things are a work in progress. But we're here from different backgrounds. Different cultures different educations, some of us part of a big sort of natural family, others of us us 
just, just in some ways on our own here. Church is a place of family. Church is a place for belonging. It says in 1 Corinthians 12, if one member suffers, if one person suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honoured, all rejoice together. There's something of that that takes place, that should take place as being part of church. Amen? Yeah? I just felt at this moment, just to say belonging is something that we need to step into. You know, this the stuff we receive, but the stuff we give. And for some of you, you're here today saying, well, Paul, you're saying all this stuff. I'm just not experiencing it being part of this church. And I know there will be some of you who are in that position. I just felt, as I was preparing, I was just going through my notes for the last time last night, just felt God prompting me just to say to you, I think to experience belonging, it's something you need to step into as well. It's, it's not something that you receive passively. It's something you receive as you actively step in. And so for some of you, it's just taking that bold step of talking to the person in the coffee queue next to you after the meeting. For some of you, it might be saying, actually, I'm going to get stuck in with a small group or I'm going to join a serving team. Um, For others of you, it's just going out of your way and saying after the church meeting, do you know what? I don't think that person's speaking to anyone. I'm going to go, and although I'm absolutely petrified, I'm going to step into that and make that decision and try and get to know them. I believe as we step into belonging, we experience it more and more. That's, that's, my, that's the reality of what I have found to be the case. It's a place where we get to function. As we've already really touched on with Dave and his incredible body, he's made up of loads of different parts and all the parts are really, really different but they make Dave. And so it is with the church. The church has been designed in order that we can use the gifts that God has given to serve one another, to strengthen one another, but also to be a blessing to the wider community. You get to play in this amazing environment called church. The uniqueness of what God has given you. As, as these people join the church in a little while, do you know what we get richer? We, 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 we become more gifted. We, we, we become better. You know, when I say richer, I'm not talking about financial thing. Richer in giftedness and who we are because more people have joined who God has made unique and there's something wonderful that we get as they join. It's absolutely brilliant. And community groups and small groups and uh, serving teams and as, uh, as we work out in the community, there are so many different opportunities we get to play our part. And then sixthly, healing. The church is a place of healing. Ephesians 4.16 says, From him, from Jesus, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. It's amazing how many of the ailments in Dave's body get healed and he doesn't even realise it. Do you know what I mean? Your your body self-heals all the time. If If Dave cuts himself, do you know what? He he probably, unless it's a really serious one, won't need to go to hospital. His body will just self-heal. Different bugs and bacteria that enter his body, even even there it might not be very nice, but his body has got a way of sorting those problems out. it's, It's incredible. And you know, a church is a bit of an environment like that. That as we just do church together, it's a place of healing and restoration and strength 
as we do life together. Sometimes, a bit like we need to go to A&E or we need to go to the doctor, we need to get a bit more help. That's fine. But actually, a lot of it just happens in the cut and thrust of church life as we play our part, as we get stuck in. Why in the 21st century would anyone want to join the church? Well, there are six reasons. There. It's Christ's body. We're his building. We're the dwelling place where he lives by his presence. Before we welcome some people into membership, I just want to pause for a moment. If, if you're here today and you're already part of this church, I just want to ask you, have you stepped in or have you stepped out? This is just a moment for you just to pause and consider how you plan your part. How are you being a strength? Are you enjoying the significance of what it is to be part of Christ's body? Are you rejoicing in his church? Even though it is a bit broken at times. But secondly, for those of you that are just on the edge of things, but you've never made that decision to join, not really seen the benefit. If that's you, I want you to go at the end of the meeting to the information desk and just sign up and say, I'd like to join this church. I'd like to begin that process of understanding what it means to be part of King's Church. Before we move on to baptisms, I get to do one of the first fun bits, as it were, of the morning and get to welcome some people into membership. They have been, uh, on, they've done the Exploring Membership course. They've met with the elders um, of the church. We've spent some time getting to know them. They've spent some time getting to know us. And the great thing is, do you know what? They want to join you guys. They want to join us. They want to be part of us. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read out... I'm going to read out eight names. So there's eight people who are joining this morning. We've got two joining this evening and we've got two more joining next week in the evening meeting. So I'm going to read out eight names. As I read them out, could you just stand up? I know some of you are shy, but I'm asking you to go for it anyway. And you'll only have to stand up for a moment. Is that all right? So Nick and Anna, who are already involved in children's work, could you stand up? That's brilliant. Adam and Michelle. Brilliant. Teresa. Andy, who's being baptised in a few moments' time. And Amelia and Lionel, could you just stand up briefly? I know you're a little bit nervous about that. That Why don't we give them a massive round of applause? love it that you want to be part of us it's a real privilege for us
And I know this is all a little bit odd, and if you are visiting here because of the baptism, just go, don't, don't worry about it, just, just, just sort of look at the ceiling, or I don't know, whatever. Quickly, I want a whole group of you to get up, gather around them, we're just going to pray for the blessing of God upon them now. So it doesn't matter, if you're over here, some of you need to get up from here, shoot over there and gather around them. Quick, quick, come on this side of the auditorium, you're doing miserably at the moment. Quick, rush across. And as you gather, don't be polite, just pray for the blessing of God upon them. Sorry, visitors, just, if that's all right, just go with the flow, don't worry too much. And if you're not over there, why don't you just pray for them right now? Just pray, just pray for God's blessing upon them. Maybe there's a few of them you know. Lord, I want to thank you for every single one of them. Lord, I thank you as well, Lord, for Phil and Rose and Heath and Hilda who are going to join in the evening in the next few weeks. We thank you for them. We pray for the blessing of God to be upon them. Lord, we, we count it an absolute privilege, Lord God, that they would choose to come and commit to being part of us we absolutely love it and we say we joyfully accept them we joyfully receive them and are so pleased that they're going to be part of us would you bless them would you be with them we ask for that in your precious name lord jesus and as a church we said amen excellent why don't you head back to your seats Now, I just want to briefly, while people are wandering back to their seats, I want to quickly talk about baptism. <coughs> and I'm going to be much quicker on this bit than I was on the last bit. That verse that I put up earlier, now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. Do you know what? You, you, you can't actually join the church if you are not joined to Christ. You, you have to be joined to the head. You have to be part of Jesus Christ. And for each of the people being baptised this morning, the reason they're being baptised is because at some point in the past, they made a decision to say, I am now following Jesus Christ. No one else made that decision for them. Although some of them are quite young, it's something that you've made yourself, isn't it, Tom? You decide, actually, I want to be baptised. I made that decision for myself. That, that is the case for them. They're now saying that they're joined to Jesus, he's the one that's directing them, and they're now living to please him and not themselves. Baptism is for those who have put their faith and trust in Jesus, believing and confessing him to be their personal Lord and Saviour. And it always follows belief, it never comes before. You never get baptised before you've believed in Jesus, you never get baptised before you've been joined to the head. As part of the body, it's always something that you do after. Baptism isn't what makes you a Christian, but it's a demonstration of the inner transformation that has already taken place. So when they said, no, I'm going to follow Jesus, it wasn't actually just like joining a club. Do you know what it says? The Bible says they got a new heart. That they got some mystic, mysterious way, got joined to Jesus Christ. His life now flows within them. And what they're doing, and it's a real bold statement, wouldn't you agree? To stand up in front of you lot, and some of you are looking pretty fierce, to stand up in front of some of you lot and, and, and say, no, I'm now following Jesus. And as they go down into the water, 
They're saying that just as Jesus died on the cross for my sin, my old life is now dead. It's gone. It's been washed away. As they stay under the water, not for too long, I'll hasten to add, it's just as Jesus was buried in the tomb. This signifies my dead life is buried with him. It's gone. It's not going to pop back to life again. It's gone. It is over. And just as you come out from underneath the water, as Jesus Christ rose from the dead in new life, this signifies my new life has risen with him. It's an illustration, it's a picture of what happened when they became Christians. You're not born a Christian. It's a decision you make when you understand the truth of who Jesus is and what he did. It's a decision you make, I want to now follow him. You're not a Christian just because you live in this nation or because your mum and dad were or because you went to Sunday school. It's because you've made that decision to follow him. You said, I'm no longer living for myself. I'm living, I'm living for Jesus Christ. Can I invite the band back up, please? Water baptism says, I believe in Jesus Christ. He is the Son of God. He's the one who died for my sin, who rose for my salvation. Jesus is the Lord of my life. And and for some of you, like me, I've been a Christian for years and years and years. Do you know what I mean? It's great. Every time, Janet, are you trying to hide? Look like you're trying to hide behind one of the screens there. Anyway, sorry. I haven't got a clue what I was saying. Oh, I became a Christian years and years ago, but every time I see baptism, it reminds me of that decision that I made and that I'm still working out today. And it's it's the same is true for you. Now, in a moment, we're going to hear some of their stories. We're going to hear about what God has done in their lives. But before we do that, I just want us to take this opportunity to stand together and to worship God and give him the glory. If you've got children in the 8 to 11s group, they're just going to be coming out and joining us. But if you've got children in either tots or the 5 to 7s group, could you please go and collect them now? Because we want the families to be, we want us to be in as a whole family together for this amazing thing. So Jeanette, can you lead us in this song? And it's just an opportunity for us to worship God and say, Lord God, I am so pleased that I am in you and for everything that you have